Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. And today we are. Today we're going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy. First things first. Why did we choose Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah, <laughs> technically, technically, this is my pick, but I also kind of feel like it wasn't my pick. <laughs> like you know, you were like, "It's your pick, Mike. What what are you going to pick?" Then I said a bunch of games, and you were like, "Oh, I don't really want to play any of those." And you were like, "How about Hogwarts Legacy?" And I was like, "Okay, fine," but like technically, it's my pick. I just you know. Did not make a compelling case for anything else. I feel like um, you can. It's, it's clear to for all to see how this podcast started as well. From that wait, example, wait. what does that mean? What does that? Mean? Oh, I just did not sufficiently say. Like, are you serious? <laughs> about we this say, podcast? Uh, you, so are we doing this then? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's it's a strange. Both of our second choice. Neither of us really picked it, but we both kind of picked it. I don't know. Technically, it's my choice. I mean, the other funny thing is, in the end, I was like, okay, we can pick it because I can talk about all the controversy. And then you went through the notes and you were like, we're not talking about this. And I was like, we're definitely talking about this. This is the only reason I agreed to do this episode. Not because it's the best-selling game of 2023. Well, there is that too. There is that too. That's like that's like the fig leaf. That's like That's like the socially acceptable reason to talk about it versus the let's start a flame war. Let's get cancelled. Uh, this, this podcast is taking up too much of my time. I, I'm just, I just need to get cancelled. So the game, Hogwarts Legacy. 84% on Metacritic. On PS5. What did you get on PC? I think on, I think on PC it's got 83. And I think on Xbox it's got 85. Okay. So calling it 84 seems reasonable. And that's a good score. It's a good but not great score. 80 to 100 are good games, but like 70-something is is trash, right? Yeah. I mean, if I made a game and it got 80, I'd be happy with that. I mean, uh, below 80 being trash is too strong, but you, you know what I mean. Like, the, the rating scale actually only really operates between 70 and 100. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's like, is the Hogwarts game every 90s child wanted? We can we can finally, you know, learn magic, fly on a broom, win the house cup. It's the perfect license game. The perfect like well, evidently. I mean, it was the best selling game of twenty twenty three. I think like the numbers are finally in. It outsold uh, Tears of the Kingdom as well. 
So it really is the number one. It's worthy. It's <laughs> it's worthy. Okay. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> let's go. Well, actually, it's also funny because it's not it's not set in modern Hogwarts. It's it's doing a Knights of the Old Republic, right? So it is set in the 1800s before all of the Harry Potter books, which gives it lots more creative license. You know, it's still the wizarding world. There's still the familiar spells and creatures and, and trappings. But if anything is kind of like, you know, if it doesn't line up with canon, then it was just a different time. You know, magic was different back then or the rules were different back then. How come we can just wantonly fly around and don't have to stay in class? Yes, the 1800s for you. You're safer back then. It wasn't safer back then. They just didn't care what happened to children. You know, I mean, they were, you know, they were shoving them down chimneys. IRL. So it's like, yeah, yeah, just go to this spider infested cave. There's plenty more of you. And as mentioned, much controversy. I can, I can see T- <laughs> Ting on the video is like sighing and theatrically throwing his head back. He's like, please, no, please don't talk about this. Because a lot of people called for this to be boycotted. Like a lot of people loudly said they were going to boycott this game. And then if you look at the coverage of this game as well, like a lot of the reviews or the guides have a little box at the end talking about how they disavow jk rowling's opinions and how you should donate to you know various charities to try and offset you know the fact that you're supporting jk rowling by buying this game because she's a turf like rishi sunak no way is that true i don't even know i know he's basically been cancelled this week please go on please go on you're you're, you're staying quiet you don't want to be cancelled I don't, I don't really want to be cancelled either. I don't, I, what can I say? I just know there was much controversy about this game. I, I didn't play it at the time. I've played it now. But it, it was on 50% off, you know, so at least J.K. Rowling only got half the money. That's probably not how it works. I don't know. I mean, look, even if I didn't buy it, evidently everybody else did. I can't believe it was the most popular selling game of 2023. The boycott clearly did not work. It's interesting. I don't think it was that obvious in mainstream media that this was happening. Yeah, maybe, maybe not in mainstream media. That's the thing. It's just like, in, it, like to give an example, that's probably also going to get me cancelled. You know, like, do you remember GamerGate? Do you remember that? And that that was originally theoretically about like ethics and games journalism or something. And it was it's because like, you know what? I'm probably misremembering this. I'm probably misremembering this and it's going to get me cancelled. But like, wasn't their original thing about like this game journal pros or some secret forum or something where like games journalists were deciding what they would and wouldn't cover and like who should be cancelled and what games they should just not cover for ideological reasons or something like wasn't there that wasn't that the one of the stated aims of Gamergate before it became like this untouchable mess that you definitely don't want to say or you will be immediately cancelled and thus I'm probably going to get shot for say even mentioning it. I don't know. But this this feels like that. This basically feels like in the gaming press they decided that they didn't think 
this game should be spoken about because it would be supporting J.K. Rowling, who has abhorrent social views. And then everyone everyone bought it anyway, so it was just unavoidable. They had to cover it. Anyway, I don't, I don't think there's any more that can be productively said about that, <laughs> but I wanted to mention it. Actually, I'm saying this. We're going to talk more about it later. From the game perspective. Though. From the game perspective. From the game perspective. Yes. So, you had previously said you were interested in playing this, right? Like, before it was released. Yeah. I think I think in the Looking Forward app for, like, at the beginning of 2023, I think you expressed an interest in playing it. Yes. But, I did. But why? Because the world is compelling. Are you a big pothead? Is that what they call? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm interested in how a game set in the Harry Potter universe would look like. Well, now you know. And it's like growing up, it was, it reminds me of Christmas. It's a Christmas movie for me. Interesting. Okay. So wait, you've seen the films? I've seen the films. All of the films? Yeah, I've seen. I've, yes, I have. Oh, wow. Okay. Have you and seen have all you the, read films? the books? Uh, I've read Just the Philosopher's Stone. Okay. Although if someone get gifted them to me, I would just read them all. Is this a hint? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. That's your birthday presents order thing. Sorry. <laughs> Haven't you read The Cursed Child? I have. But I was talking to April the other day. I actually don't remember what happens. I mean, I can imagine it would not stick if you had not read the rest of the books. But then you've seen the films, so you do know the plot. I do know the plot, yes. Mm, okay. Wait, what's your background? I mean, I've seen the films. I've actually read all the books as well. I, I read, I mean, I think I started reading the books in the 90s. So I read the first three when I was still at school. And then I think I read the subsequent books as they came out, like each year. I mean, Did you, did the, you queue for them? Did I keep them? Actually, yes. The the big the big controversy about Harry Potter back in the day was whether adults should be reading them because they were children's books. Like people people used to say, like, oh, it's just disgusting when I see an adult reading Harry Potter on the train. They should just read pornography. At least that's for adults, you know. Like <laughs> this was the hot take, you know, <laughs> when I was wasn't this early twenties. Was there a big deal about having, there's, they started creating adult versions with adult covers as well? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, I mean, it was wildly popular even back then. But yeah, so I have, I have read them and I read them at the time. You know, when J.K. Rowling was celebrated, single mother, author, success story, rather than being ultra cancelled, turf, how things change. Not a super fan, but you queued at midnight for them. Not a super fan, but I queued at... Yeah, I want to know what's happening. I love a good story. That is true. I, I'll accept that. Yeah, I love a good story. I mean, it's it's funny because I also... You know, things that annoy me, it's like the magic is like woefully inconsistent. Like the magic is ridiculous. And I guess that's true for this game too. Like, I've, I, I, you know what? I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but like... I read like a hard fantasy, I don't even know if that's an appropriate term, but I'm going to use it anyway, version of Harry Potter 
called Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality, which is like a fan fiction reimagining of Harry Potter, where Harry Potter, instead of being adopted by the Dursleys, you know, his Aunt Petunia instead marries a scientist. And Harry Potter applies the scientific method to magic and is like pissed off that magic is ridiculous and doesn't appear to follow any rules. And then he just he just basically like min-maxes and metagames magic until he's doing things like, you know, transfiguring things into uranium or, you know, <laughs> conjuring up monofilament and stuff. Cause, you know, if you could really do magic, forget all this Wingardium Leviosa nonsense. You know, Wingardium fusion bomb. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, read it. It's free on the internet. Is it fun? It's great. It's really good. Honestly, okay, it's, it's really good. Anyway, sorry. That aside, maybe semi semi controversial things. Okay, right. So <laughs> going back to con- going back to nonsense. I feel like, okay, I, I'm going to, I'm going to preface this, but you, you know, this is going to be a controversial take because I'm, I'm going to preface this by making an excuse, which is to say, you can't tell by just listening, but I am Chinese and so is Ting, right? We're both Don't like- Don't bring me into it. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm going to say something dubious after I've had to like go and give this disclaimer, but like- You dragged me into it as well. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Anyway, this game- the the ethnic diversity of this game is unusually high, right? Like, I feel like more than half the characters are ethnic minorities, despite it being set in, like, 1800s Britain. I mean, I know you can say they're wizards and they can teleport everywhere and that explains it, but, like, Hogwarts and the surrounding villages are more diverse than, like, central London, you know? Like it's actually crazy. Ting's just making a face. It's Ting's like, just like I mean, please don't go here. Please don't go here. It's like Bridgerton. There's it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I just feel like this is this was an attempt to appease the people they knew would want to boycott this game, right? This game is like the wokest game I have played, like in the past ten years. You know, there's loads of ethnic minorities, there's loads of LGBT characters. It's not in your face. It's done actually very tastefully and subtly. Like they're they're not like this is the LGBT character. No, just this character just casually mentions their wife, this female character. So, you know, I think I think it's very inclusive. I'm saying this. I know there was this huge, huge, huge controversy about Sirona Ryan, which again, like, they've just pissed off everyone. Like no one's happy, it seems. Well, don't piss off everyone. Are you pissed off? No, it's true. I mean, I don't really care. But like, people seem to feel very strongly about this character. I Because I remember hearing stuff about it and I had no idea what people were talking about. And then when I got to this point in the game, I was like, oh, this is what everyone was going on about. Because there's a character who... Actually, they're, they're explicitly not a trans character. But it feels like they were maybe meant to be a trans character. But they explicitly say that they're not a trans character, but they are voiced by a trans voice actress. But I don't know. Again, a lot of people seem to be unhappy about it. This is this is the cause of the the 
big thing where there was a mod to change this character's voice and it got taken down off Nexus mods because they said it was like bigotry. Anyway, sorry. No, I guess no good can come of talking about this. So I don't think it matters. I don't think it's. Maybe it does matter. Maybe that's what makes it interesting. So maybe I, it's well, okay to talk about it. I don't. I don't know. They make a big deal out of this character. This character is. This character is like a, a you know part of the main story plot. You or at least your interaction with them is on like the critical path, and. You're right. It's not. It, it shouldn't be a big deal, but it became a big deal for some reason. And I think people are reading way too much into it. Like I know there's like this weird thing where people are reading too much into the name. Okay. Anyway, fine. Let's park that. The other thing is, I think this game should get an award because it has an Asian character who doesn't have a terrible faux Asian accent. I mean, it's got two who do. So the Beast character is like this faux asian accent i mean maybe it's a real asian accent i don't know but they've got an asian accent the flying instructor has an asian accent but the janitor the janitor is just like this slightly bumbling british accent right but he's korean so yay representation an asian character who doesn't have a faux asian accent that deserves a prize i feel seen no, no comment from you. I, I didn't notice. I didn't. Yeah, yes, the janitor's accent I did notice, but I didn't notice the other two accents actually. No, were they painful? They weren't painful, but like, you know, there's a Chinese. Well, I, I think the beast teacher is meant to be Chinese. I think the flying instructor is meant to be Japanese. And again, they're a bit of a pastiche. Like the, you know, the Japanese teacher talks about how she accidentally you know, her tea was laced with a performance-enhancing potion and then she burnt her broom in disgrace when she realised, you know, she had accidentally cheated her way into a spot on the team. Yes, I do I mean, that, that. that's a bit cliche, right? It's interesting. I mean, are you looking out for this as you're playing the game because of the outrage or this is how you live? Like, you're always looking for this. <laughs> I'm always looking for this, yeah. I'm just looking to be outraged. <laughs> You know I love it. You know you know I love talking, you know, whenever I see an Asian character and they have a terrible faux Asian English accent and I'm like, is this their real voice? Is this their real voice? And I go and look up the voice actor to see if it's like an Asian voice actor. And then I'm like, okay, do they naturally speak with this accent or did did the director ask them to put on a terrible faux Asian accent? And then I try and find, you can tell I put way too much effort into this. And then I try and find like a clip of them just speaking normally to see if they've got, a, to see if that's their real voice or if they're just putting on this like fake ching chong, ching chong voice, you know, I'm, I'm Chinese. I'm just going to re re reiterate this, right? <laughs> like I'm racially, ethnically Chinese. So yes, the janitor, he's Korean, but he's got a British accent. I feel I feel that it deserves an award. Things like please can please can we just move on?
Okay, let's start with our playthroughs. Okay, yeah, let's talk about... Okay, yeah, let's talk about the actual game. <laughs> okay, so you get you get to choose your student's name, you get to choose your student's appearance, etc. So what was your student called? What did they look like? What was your house? Well, let's, let's do the house last for sure. Let's, let's yeah. do everything else first and let's talk about the house in a bit. Uh, my character's called Travis Hagrid. Is that first name as a surname? Isn't Hagrid a first name? Yeah, first name as a surname. You didn't want to go with like something imaginative like Potter Harry? <laughs> Do you know, I want to tell you my dark, dark, dark secret about how I pick names for oh, RPGs. Okay, go on. <laughs> I am. I have zero creativity or zero, like I'm playing a game. I don't, I don't want to engage the brain. So I just... I look up a random name generator on the internet. I think that's fine. That's fine. So when what the so when Baldur's Gate three didn't give me a random name, it really hurt me because I thought this game has read my mind. It knows what I need because Diablo does it for me. And I noticed that you always try to be clever with your names. There's always a story. And for eight years, I've avoided telling you this. I just go to a random name generator. Uh, I know I'm I'm often going to the random name generator too. You know, <laughs> but you're I, not I'm meant to, Mike. You know that you're not. Meant, you know you're not meant to. For someone who cares about law and story, you can't. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll do it, and then I'll find one I like, and then I'll come up with a justification <laughs> for it later. <laughs> you need inspiration. It's it's like it's like how you ask Chat GPT. You oh, know, that's great. Yes. But 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 you don't actually use Chat GPT's answer. It just like. You prompt it and it prompts you, you know? It's like the circle of life. The circle of plagiarism. Oh, that's perfect. That's uh, I'd, I'd read that Medium article. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the book, actually. Well, my character, hot off the back of my Baldur's Gate 3 character, Tyra Thect. My character here is called Archie Thect. Like architect. For some reason. But Archie seems like a good British schoolboy name. Oh, definitely. You know? So I, I thought it was appropriate. <laughs> and I picked the Asian-looking character. Asian, like, oh. Chinese-ish looking character. I also chose a, a mix of Asian. Yeah, you said you picked half Asian, half white. So do you. But you look, I, I think I look more Chinese than you if we look at the really? pictures here. Really, I think I picked the one who's meant to be Asian. I thought when when you said half Asian, half white, I was like, "What does this? What does this say to No is, one's is really like Asian some, in there. <laughs> you want some Asian in there, or like no, you I, secretly wish you were white? No, I feel like no one's really Asian in the character. You know, everyone's kind of Caucasian. Yeah, maybe maybe that's true. <laughs> I love that. Maybe that's true. I don't know. I feel like I feel like. You know, it's it's like the whole thing with, with the Oscars and how Michelle Yeoh is now just like making a big deal out of Asian representation. It's true. I don't I don't think I don't think there are many positive portrayals of Asian characters in media. Just just throwing that out there. Like often if there's a if in like in Mass Effect, I just play as the default Commander Shepard. I don't try and make like an Asian Commander Shepard because it just feels kind of wrong. But what does this say about me? You know, this is like internalized self-loathing. You know, yeah. that I don't feel like an Asian could be Commander Shepard. Follower, not a leader. How dare you? But yeah. 
That's the thing. Whereas like, you know, Asian schoolboy, hijinks, slash murderer. Well, I mean, that's optional. Actually, it's not really optional. You have to, <laughs> the body count in this game, we'll, we'll get to that. Anyway, interesting. It was interesting. Your commenting was here. What does that say about you? But I am more Asian than you. Are you more Asian than me? When the from the characters we made, yes. I, I, I picked the one I thought looked Asian, but maybe my maybe my Asian radar is just wrong. You've got to come back to the UK. Oh dear. You know, it has been pointed out that like my what what is it? Yeah, I'm I'm very bad at like this sort of thing. You know, like there are definitely people who, because there, there's there's a guy I know actually who is like half Asian, half white. I just thought he was like completely white. You know, I did not pick up at all that he was like half. Actually, this happens a lot. I just don't pick up on it. Like I'm actually terrible at recognizing ethnicity. So, yeah, maybe maybe it's me who's got the internalized self-loathing. Almost certainly, in fact, it's it's not a bad thing that you don't notice. The one thing that disappoints me is there's only one voice. Is that correct? I think there is only one voice, and then yeah, you can you can choose a with you know there's a slider you can alter the pitch, but I think there's just one. But I can't pick the female voice. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, you know what? Good question. Yeah, when I say there's only one voice, is there only one voice that you can pick, or is it there is a male voice and a female voice, and you can pitch them both up and down, but you have to pick one or the other? I don't actually know. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a, it's a it's been a while since I went through the character creator, so I didn't forensically check it. I didn't forensically check it for diversity and inclusion. the The only thing I really remembered was that the voice reminds me of Richard Iowadi. It is a great voice. It is a good voice. I like it. Did you pitch yours up or down? I, I think I just picked the default. Yeah, you've got to. It sounds awkward. I mean. Sometimes sometimes your character sounds like so ridiculous though. Like um th- this is more a plot issue actually. Th- th- there are times when have you done Sebastian's storyline? The Slytherin friend. Uh I don't know what his storyline is. I am I feel like I'm hanging out with him a lot. There's basically a bunch of stuff where he wants to teach you dark magic and you can say yes or no kind of thing or or there's another friend who's trying to tell you you shouldn't go down this path but you can like you can try and defend him but even if you try and say yeah we shouldn't do this because there aren't really any branching paths in the story your character just kind of goes like oh yeah we shouldn't do this but how about we do anyway you know and it just sounds ridiculous but that's not so much the voice as it is the writing i guess I, there's just a few moments like that where I remember it sounds really funny the way your character literally says it. Now you mention it, it's a real shame that there is no branching parts in the story because when you first play it, at the beginning, it really feels like there's that opportunity. Yeah. But literally, none of your decisions matter. And Well, you're- actually, apart from one, the house you pick... I think that's the only one that actually makes a difference. So we should talk about that. I went with Ravenclaw. Why'd you go with Ravenclaw? Because uh, I'm a tryhard. 
hey, don't don't give away my don't give away no, my sorry. story. Fine, it's okay. Because uh, okay. I'm you an intellect. I'm an intellectual. Apparently, are you, are you an intellectual team? Because I hang I... around with you. I hang out with you. <laughs> therefore, by association, <laughs> you're, you're trying to get my reflected. <laughs> it's my turn now. But I immediately regretted it because I've done the quiz online and I'm a Hufflepuff. And I know I'm Hufflepuff. So the game saves, there's four quick saves. Mm -hmm. And I picked the third one. So I thought that'd be fine. The third quick save should be about right. But when I loaded it, I realized actually it was post sorting hat. So I'd already committed my change by then. Then You should have made a hard save ting. You fool. I was committed to... um, Committed to the bit. Yeah. It's part of, you know, no scum saving. Save scumming. Anyway, that's it. So I'm not even Hufflepuff. Okay. So you're you're a Ravenclaw, but you regretted your choice. Yeah, I do. Because, I don't know why I think this now, but being a Hufflepuff, because, was it you told me this, that Hufflepuff is not, being um what is the the trait of someone who's in hufflepuff okay okay so uh, okay, it, you, let, you let's, do your... let's let's do my bit let's do my bit because this is this is well i also picked ravenclaw i picked ravenclaw because yeah ravenclaw is the smart house and my self-conception of myself at least when i was young is that i was smart and I have previously, I think I've even said it when we were recording, called Hufflepuff Loser House. I'm just like, oh, Loser House. Because Gryffindor is where the brave kids go. Slytherin is where the ambitious kids go. Ravenclaw is where the smart kids go. And Hufflepuff is just everyone else. That's basically like the rhyme. No, th- this is the rhyme. There's, a, there's like, there's like a, a poem or a rhyme or something, you know, that the Sorting Hat says, and it's something like, you know, all the fans of Hogwarts are saying like, oh, I'll take the brave ones, I'll take the smart ones, I'll take the ambitious ones, and then Helga Hufflepuff is like, I'll just take everyone else. So that's why Hufflepuff is loser house. Hufflepuff is where all the people who don't get picked go. But you know, I will say that is what I used to think, but. I, I now realize, you know, I was wrong. This is this is not a nice thing to say. But also, if you flip that round, right, it's not actually that Ravenclaw is where the smart kids go. Ravenclaw is where the kids that think they're smart go. They're not necessarily the smart kids. They're just the ones that think they're smart. And it's the same with Gryffindor, right? They're not necessarily the brave kids. It's the ones that think they're brave. Slytherin is just full of like egotists, you know, maybe, maybe Hufflepuff is where the kids who have nothing to prove go, like Hufflepuff is Sigma house. So perhaps Ravenclaw is tryhard house and actually Hufflepuff is fine. Also, the Hufflepuff house quest has you go to Azkaban, so it's definitely the best house quest in this game. So I'm actually very sad that you didn't pick Hufflepuff because at least then you, you could have told me about this quest. But yes, instead we're both in Ravenclaw, like good Asian kids. <laughs> yes, how terrible. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, as as my mum was saying the other day, you're an Asian, not a Bijan. <laughs> they will be proud. I thought you'd be Slytherin. <laughs> 
if I'm honest. <laughs> you know what? That was the other choice. I I was actually I was actually torn between Ravenclaw and Slytherin. So I, I almost picked Slytherin. But you know what it turns out? Slytherin is the most popular house in this game, right? There's actually stats for what people picked. And Ravenclaw is the least popular. On release, Hufflepuff was the least popular. But now actually, Hufflepuff is in the dust. And, and the other houses are all about the same. But Slytherin is the most popular. So it goes Slytherin, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, and then way down, like millions fewer, Ravenclaw. Yeah, I did almost pick Slytherin. Because, you know, Slytherin is the place you go when you want to crush some fools. How good is that? I mean, you've you've made the villains the most popular. Villains, like, in quotes. Villains in quotes. You're playing this game for the fantasy. Yeah, we've both chosen Asian characters. <laughs> yeah, we've both chosen... And- Asian study hard characters. I thought Hufflepuffs were meant to be loyal as well. Maybe. I think that's like a post hoc rationalization. I think I think, you know, later on they realized like, oh, we can't we can't just make Hufflepuff be actual loser house. We gotta give them like good qualities. And yeah, so Hufflepuff is all about loyalty and friendship. What was it? Newt Scarmander? You know, the Fantastic Beasts yep. dude. He's a Hufflepuff. They just sound so lame. I know, because it's not a trait or Hufflepuff. a... Um, it's not. It's not intimidating. It's not intimidating. So that's what we got. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because it's a badger, right? Badgers oh, are yeah. metal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine if you had like... A, what would a honey badger house be called? What is the honey badger version of Hufflepuff? Like Hufflepuff. <laughs> we should move on i don't want to move on though yeah this is the fun bit this is like but i want to say that hufflepuff is friendship and loyalty is not a trait that can be like harnessed or taught or progressed that's what i thought was loser house whereas all the other ones like oh ambition intellect bravery courage these are things which can be like pushed extended i don't know you don't want to drive loyalty and friendship i think you do i think drive ambition in in real life you know i think it's better you you wouldn't want to be in a room full of slytherins that'd suck i don't know i want to see what happened though i don't want to i want to observe Yes, I don't want to engage yeah they'd, they'd all be like climbing over you know like the pile of bodies to be number one yeah, but all you the know. posturing would be very funny. <laughs> it would be very funny. Be like a room full of Elons. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Elon would be in Slytherin. Or no, maybe he'd want to be in Ravenclaw because he thinks he's number. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't say this. Please don't <laughs> please don't strike me down, Elon. You can lead the crusade against Elon. I don't, I don't think anyone is uh, Elon Elon's loved enough. and hated in equal measure, you know. I don't think I don't think you need to add my vote to the pile. The last thing I wanted to talk about were the common rooms. Okay. The one good thing going for Ravenclaw is we do have a tower. But it's a really boring common room. <laughs> why you always got to look at the um why you could be so negative? Yeah. I'm sorry. 
you want to be got the- a cool logo. We've got a cool logo. Actually, wait. We have when, when, <laughs> It's the freaking raven. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, fine. What did okay? You know what was funny, right? I picked Ravenclaw. You get the cutscene of going to the common room and like the giant. It must be a raven. Ask you the riddle. <laughs> and did did you know the answer to that riddle? I don't remember the the riddle now, but I don't remember. I think I got it right. I didn't really think too much about it. I, I did not get it. The, the riddle was like, you know, which is older, the go- a ghost or a poltergeist? It was, it was something along those lines, right? And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Can, right. I, can I change house? Can I change house to Slytherin? I luckily, it luckily, it was I just... a cutscene and, and then my character just knew the answer. And I, I, I had to go and Google it afterwards. I yeah, was like, I what, the, what the F is this about? So what, what was it about? <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's some Harry Potter law. You know, I think it's Harry Potter law, or maybe it's actual ghost law. But ghosts aren't real, so that, that's why I don't actually know this. This is this isn't scientifically accurate. So apparently, like a ghost is the spirit of a deceased person, but a poltergeist is like created by kind of like emotional energy in the wizarding world, and thus a poltergeist was never alive, and thus you know, has no age versus a ghost, which is a dead person. And thus they must be older. Or at least that was, that was the answer to the riddle. So I did not know that then. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm clearly in the wrong house. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm just randomly going to mention the plot because they just drop you into Hogwarts as a fifth year. Wait, even before you get dropped, your your carriage taking you to Hogwarts. Eaten by a dragon. And your character is so chill about it. He's still full on like British stiff upper, upper lip. Nothing's phasing him. He's not shouting or screeching or screaming at any point. Yeah, he's thinking at least I'm not being shoved down a chimney. <laughs> he's very proper, which I quite enjoyed. I, it maybe maybe giggle that. Yes. Why are you so chill? But yes. Okay. Some, something I thought was neat is that you're in the, the flying carriage and you see the guy get eaten by the dragon. And after he gets eaten by the dragon, suddenly you can see the Thestrals because, you know, you can only see a Thestral if you've seen like death. So I was like, oh, that's a nice touch. I mean, it sucks for the guy who got eaten by the dragon, but like now I can see a Thestral. And yes, you are the chosen one. It's a chosen one story. But but that's actually not why you're at Hogwarts. It's actually coincidental that you're the chosen one. You just, for some reason, are being sent to Hogwarts in the fifth year. I mean, I kind of get it because if you were a first year, you would be like 11 years old and it would be even more wildly inappropriate to have an 11-year-old be running around murdering people. I, I suppose the murder is theoretically optional. But I, I don't think it is if you need to finish the main quest. So... It's tricky how you do it. I mean, you could be very, was it, purist about it and do every year, but it's hard. You can't make people buy, was it, seven games? I'm surprised they didn't make people buy seven games, but like we've jumped in at the good bit, I guess. But you know what? I'm actually kind of surprised. People would definitely have bought seven games. I don't know. Seven games, I mean, that's tricky. This this is the best sell. This is the the biggest selling game of 2023 
you know, for sure they're going to make another one. They would be crazy not to make another one. And yeah, like the bigger plot is about this goblin rebellion. And the goblins are kind of right. But that's true in like present day Harry Potter as well. Sort of. Like wizards are terrible racists or speciesists. I don't know. You're right. I don't I help you there. You're right. I don't know if it's intentional or not. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things, though, where, like, ideologically, it might be nice if we all got along. But, like, if someone's got to be on top, you'd rather it was you. So. Yeah, it's okay for us to be on top. May not be the case in a few hundred years' time, but. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you, you're having all this bleeding heart nonsense. And then, like, Harry Potter, Harry Potter 40K, and we're all slaves to the goblins, you know. But, you know, that's a cool alternate setting, too. And then, yeah, as I alluded to, it's basically Grand Theft Broomstick. You're getting up to useful hijinks like murder, animal cruelty, burglary. Like you just like you just walk into people's houses and then like eat their food, drink their drink, open their chests, take their clothes. You've got your you've got your nab sack. I, I did, have you got the nab sack? I, I thought that scene was so hilarious, where the house elf goes like. Oh, my former master was a poacher and he had this knapsack for poaching animals. But, you know, you're rescuing them. That's totally different. You know, you're not just going to sell them for money. As I proceeded to go and shove all the animals in my knapsack and then sell them at the animal shop, you know. (laughs) But it's okay when I do it because I'm rescuing them, not poaching them. Plus all the murder. All the murder. You're killing, you're killing all these goblins. You're killing all these other dark wizards it's okay they're dark wizards they were bad i had to explode him i had to cut him in half with the you know the the spells are vicious vicious (laughs) confringo i also found it really funny how the unforgivable curses are really unforgivable except when you do them because you've got a good reason like it was funny (laughs) like there's a scene where you are, again, the Sebastian questline. Sorry, spoilers for Hogwarts Legacy, actually. Spoilers for Hogwarts Legacy, but not for the whole game because I haven't finished it. I've played about two thirds. Where, where are you? Uh, I'm finding about Sebasti- Sebastian, Sebastian's sister's illness, trying to figure okay. out. That, that's also like ballpark two thirds of the way in, I think. Like, I, I'm like three or four quests further down the line. So similar point of view so actually shortly after that quest in fact then this this scene happens where you have to fight off a load of goblins who are attacking the village where sebastian's sister is and sebastian's uncle is there and i think he's like a former aura or something and i'm just like crucio crucio imperio (laughs) you know i'm just like casting all the curses and uh, no one bats an eyelid and then, and then a goblin's about to stab Sebastian's sister, and Sebastian, you know, it goes into cutscene vision, and Sebastian's like Imperio, and then suddenly everyone's like, oh, he cast an unforgivable curse, and he's like disowned by the family, and his sister won't talk to him, and the uncle won't talk to him, you know, and he and he's sent away to like cool off and like cool heads prevail, but you know, like no one batted an eyelid about the fact that I was just like torturing and mind controlling people left, right, and center. 
You have no loved ones to observe you. Well, I was I was right there next to Sebastian and the uncle and the sister. They don't care for you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like, well, who am I to judge? He's probably got a good reason. Not like that Sebastian. He's a troublemaker. Archie's got issues anyway. <laughs> Archie's got Archie's got issues. Like he thinks he's so smart. <laughs> but yeah, like immersion breaking. It's like in Cyberpunk, how no one cares when you steal. I feel like, you know, I feel like there was a whole system that was cut out from the game due to time constraints. You know, like they were like, uh, it would be really good if you got into trouble for, for casting the unforgivable curses, but that would just cause too many plot branches. So let's just leave it out. But they, they didn't what? want to take out the spells. So now we're just in this funny situation where everyone just looks the other way. It could have had its added reputation here. Yeah, but you know what? You're supposed to be sent to Azkaban, right? I mean, it's, it's literally the equivalent of you like walking down the high street and then just shooting someone. does your room of requirement look really stupid <laughs> like part of me it i actually the room of requirement is really cool like i like that you can you can customize the walls and the floor and the time of day and like the vibe you know it's actually it is really cool but I just did really dumb stuff. There's like a massive dining table in the middle of the room because I, re I realized like, wait, I can resize stuff. So I just made a freaking enormous dining table right in the middle of the room. Then there's like a, a giant statue of a winged horse just, just because. And then in the little downstairs bit, I just have loads of potion stations and plant stations. So I just like run left to right and quickly like pick up all the plants and what have you but yeah it's, it's all kind of dumb I, I haven't done it tastefully at all have you have i done what H have you have you tastefully done up your room of requirement do you have like a no, cozy armchair and a it is cozy but it's cozy in the sense that i i i just completed the missions yeah. and did what they told me but it's cozy Whereas I believe you've just made everything into a factory. Well, the downstairs is just a factory. The upstairs is just ridiculous. The upstairs just has this gigantic dining table because it's actually quite inconvenient because I have to walk around it. <laughs> Can you not jump onto it? I, I don't. I, it's too big. It's actually, it's actually <laughs> big. Like the, the tabletop is like at my head height. You know, it's, it's, it's genuinely as so big every, as I could make it. So every proportion, it's big in every sense. It's not just long and wide. Yeah, it's, it's, also it's just scaled up. It's just like, you know, X, Y, Z, 
There's a really big dining table. Have you got the vivariums? You've got the knapsack, right? I've got the knapsack. I don't have the vivarium. But, but oh, wait. Oh, okay. So you haven't actually collected the animals and taken them back to the room and let them free? No. Okay. Because there's a, I, I actually don't know if there's more. I've got two vivariums. I've got two like different biomes. And it's actually really cool. Like you literally walk into it and it's like a whole other, you know, like one is like a meadow, one is like a beach. And they themselves, you can put down other, you know, it's like the room of requirement itself. Like I've got like a giant tree and one and like this cool ruined archway and stuff. And I've just got all of the animals roaming free that I'm harvesting for their body parts. How, how did you prioritize all the quests, all the different types of quests? Yeah, I mean, I actually did this. I actually, I did a lot of the side content. This is why I haven't finished it. Like, I think if I had just mainlined the main quest, I could have finished the game. But I didn't. So I'm level 28. I think I have like 30 hours played. Although I think my in-game time is less. But yeah, my Steam playtime is like 30 hours. And I did, yeah, I did loads of the side quests. I, I actually really enjoy just wandering around Hogwarts, the castle, and like finding the secrets in Hogwarts. Like it's, I genuinely enjoyed it. And like, did you find all the, was it Dedelian keys? The stupid cabinets with the flying keys? Have you done all those oh, no. in the house chest? No. No. Have you even got that quest? No. Okay. So like I spent way too long doing that, like finding all the keys, getting all the house crests, putting them in the chest. And then I got this fabulous robe. I think I think you commented when you saw a screenshot of my character that I've got this cool robe. So yeah, I've got this like cool Ravenclaw robe, which is like iridescent and has like a giant raven on the back that like glows colors when I cast spells. It's very blingy. It's very blingy, yeah. So I got that from doing an annoying like it's not a fetch quest an annoying i don't know what you call it like search around the castle treasure hunt quest and the game just keeps drip feeding you things like i actually think the optimal way to play the game is actually just to mainline the main quest and then go back and do the side quest later because otherwise you keep running into things that you can't do because you don't have the spell yet because you didn't play enough of the main quest but also you need to do the side content so that you level up and unlock your talents to help you with the main quest. I mean, I have a, I have a problem. I have a problem of not spending my talent points. So I, I actually just kept racking up talent points and not spending them because I don't think there's a way to respec. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to spend these talent points on trash. But you need the spell slots. Yeah, I, in the end, I unlocked the spell slots. And then a load of the dark magic curse. <laughs> I should definitely have been Slytherin. <laughs> but yeah, th things in particular like Alohomora, like the unlocking spell, you, you, you don't get that until quite late, for example. And so there was a bit where I was just like flying around the open world and like I did a poacher camp and there was like an animal that I could not free because I didn't know how to unlock the cage because I didn't have that spell yet. You know, and that's why I was like, oh, fine. I should just mainline the main quest again. And have you got that unlocked to level three? No, I, it's not level two. I mean, there's there's a lot in the game. There's always stuff to do, but that's mostly because they just keep drip feeding you things. Like, you know, 
I went around the castle and I did all the statues that you can, you know, Leviosa. But then later on, more statues appeared that I could confringo. And then later on again, all these keys showed up, right, for the for the house chest. And then like more stuff has shown up again. As time as time goes on, they just drip feed you. Like, you know, what's it called? The um the demiguy statues, for example. You know, they you literally can't unlock those until well, until you get Alohomora. So you think you've explored the castle, but then you get given reason to go and do it again. And it, it is fun that there's always something to do, but it's also kind of annoying. I think this is, I think this is how open world games are to, these days. Yeah, that's because I haven't played any of the Ubisoft open world games. Like I've not played Far Cry. I've not played Assassin's Creed, for example. Yeah, but I, you know, I've not played any of these games. Actually, there's like a massive hole in my supposed gaming snobbery. So. I just don't know the tropes of open world games. Like I just don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to deal with it. So maybe this is normal. So I wanted to bring up two more. You did, you did all the side content. Okay, fine. I, I didn't do all of it, but I did a lot. I did a lot. Like I, I would, I was going through and I was like doing all the side quests in my, in my diary before I went and did the next main quest, you know? You just did whatever's in your diary? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I would only prioritise things that had a spell reward. I mean, I think I think you were more sensible. But two side quests, set of side quests, which I've never, still don't fully have a handle on, are the arithmetic on the chalkboards. Okay. The, I think it's chalkboards. Yeah. I th- I'm hoping there's a... A rule, an instruction sheet somewhere, or a rule sheet. I will say, disappointingly, there is literally an instruction sheet somewhere in the game that just tells you. I would also like to say, as a true Ravenclaw, I figured it out without finding the oh, instruction sheet. I can. Okay, I thought I could, and I tried, and I didn't, and I assumed I couldn't. <coughs> I'll try again. Huffle buff. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I did think that I could work it out. Should be okay. Yeah. I, I saw a door and I was just like, what is this? And then I saw another door and I was like, what is this? And I saw the third door and I was like, actually, I can solve this. And then I just did it. It's just algebra. It's, <laughs> it's just addition. <laughs> it's, just, it's even worse. Yeah. It's just addition. It, it, basically, if you actually stop and look at it, there's a very obvious pattern. Because I saw the first door and I assumed I shouldn't be able to solve it yet. And there must be a deeper secret to it and so on. And basically, by the time I saw the third door and I looked at and I looked at the symbols, I was like, wait a minute, is this just and and it was. I was just like, wow, this is so dumb. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's disappointingly simple. Like when you actually once you realize what it is. It, it's like disappointingly simple. Like I, I thought it was going to be some like really clever thing, but actually it's really, really basic. And you, and you also literally find a piece of paper that tells you exactly what to do later on. And the other thing is Merlin's trials, which you need to do to unlock the inventory slots. Oh yeah, gear slots. Sorry. Yeah, but I haven't figured them all out yet. If I'm honest. Yeah, there's lots of different types. I, I actually have. You know what? This is one of those things as well. Like yeah, to begin with, I was really. 
stressed about my inventory. But then I realized like, it's not that you can transmog into anything that you're holding. You can transmog into transmog as in you can change the appearance of your gear into anything you've ever seen. So just sell all your stuff. You don't have to worry about the inventory slots. Just literally just sell everything except what you're wearing. There's no reason to keep anything as best I can tell. Okay. So yeah, I was also quite precious about the inventory space and worried about it. But, but now I've just learned to just sell everything. Because you can, you know, you can make anything look good because you can change the appearance of anything into any piece of clothing you have ever had. Um, the music is great. Yes. It does feel like the movies. When I watched the trailer, I thought, wow, it's a bit off. Are they not allowed to use the movie music? Like, or just they just can't pay homage to it at all or like just even go near it but actually they can it's really good i'm very surprised i'm very satisfied you know i'm actually trying to remember like how much music there is in the game i remember the music on the title screen i don't actually remember that much music during actual gameplay but cutscenes cutscenes yeah i don't know the music that I remember is good, but I don't remember anything specific. So it's not like it was appropriate, but not incredible, I would say. Yeah, it's fitting. And I think the voice actors, there are f- famous people doing the voices. Wait, really? Like the head teacher is voiced by Simon Pegg. Wait, wait Can I really? Say that? Let me double check that. I did not know this. That explains why the head teacher hardly says anything. What I really want to say is, it's managed to pull in all these cool RPG mechanics and systems surprisingly well. L- like? <laughs> uh, the skill tree. Okay, like the skill tree, fine. The room of requirements, like, you know, like it's like the throne room. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Growing plants, I think that's terrible, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> okay, okay. Potion making. Uh, potion I don't make. know why a potion takes 10 minutes to make. I mean, what? Who, timers? Timers like an idle game? Wow. Well, yeah, timers. Where are the gacha mechanics? I, I, I guess maybe the animals. And there's the gear and the inventory. It all. Actually, yeah, because the animals can be shiny, right? <laughs> you can get a shiny whatever. So maybe, yeah. I am surprised that we have not yet made mention of the combat. Oh, yes. Because the combat is surprisingly good because i when i was playing it at first i was just like is this kind of silly but then i was like wait a minute this is basically arkham asylum's combat system it's got the whole like combat flow thing right and there's a there's the, the shields and you have to match the spell to break the shield and yeah the whole flow of like blocking and parrying and dodging and building up ridiculous combo meters the combat actually feels really good. Like, you know, doing a perfect Protego. I feel like this is the perfect license game. I've said it already. I'll say it again. Also, I also enjoy, I've also put on arachnophobia mode. Oh, wait, really? What, yeah. what does arachnophobia mode do in this game? It's just a, a sphere with some, just a sphere with some. Oh, really? this, this, yeah, then the, the legs are floating, so wait, they're not connected. Wait, what? Really? Okay. 
I, I did not turn on arachnophobia mode. Are, are you arachnophobic? I don't like spiders. I don't like how all fantasy games revert to spiders as like a as enemy type. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid because it just means you have to put it in arachnophobia mode. <laughs> what what people should do is just make them spheres and say that it's permanent arachnophobia mode. Think of the money they would save. Because the spiders are very detailed and have good animations. Oh, do they? I'm glad they put it in. That's why definitely why they put yeah, it in. Yeah, they got they got excellent animations for like pouncing on your face and, and like stabbing you and curling up in disturbing ways. I don't know if you're joking or not right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I hate that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of spiders in this game. You're right. Yeah, and there is not much. Um, enemy variety either so that means a lot of spiders there's quite a lot of enemy variety come on there's a, there's a lot of different kinds of wizard there's a lot of different <laughs> kinds of goblin okay fine there's wolves but they call them mongrels and they have some knights as well oh yeah there's like yeah the giant animated statues there's trolls Okay, there's, actually, there's actually several kinds of mythical beast as well. Like some of them are hostile. Now, there's annoying like bog monsters that are surprisingly tanky. I want to hear what your thoughts are on all this. You know, I've said all this like it's a positive, how it's brought depth to the game. I don't think it's just been shunted in there just to f- fulfill a check bar. But, yeah, but it has been, hasn't <laughs> it? I mean, they put them all there to complete the list, but... It's been done well. Well, maybe maybe we should summarise then. Maybe we should move on to a summary. Okay. already said i love the i love all these mechanics that are in play do they really interact with each other i'm not sure i mean i'm, I'm not gonna they work. yeah i'm not gonna pretend it's not a good game it is it is fun it is fulfilling the 90s kid fantasy of going to hogwarts you know you can i really genuinely enjoyed exploring the castle and finding all the secrets and you know there's more in the there's a lot more in there than you realize as well like cool secret doors you know and like the way all the the blocks kind of like twist and you know reveal hidden stuff it's it, it i really like the animation you know for things like for things like the door of the room of requirement appearing you know it's it's done really well and yeah the, the you know you learn to to recognize certain things you're like wait a minute i can cast this spell on on that kind of block you know and you you end up finding like a whole bunch of like secret block there's like there's a whole secret block pushing puzzle 
mini game in there, for example. Okay. Yeah, there's like hidden rooms with this with this particular block pushing mini game where you can Accio, 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 or Defindo, you know, blocks around. So, yeah, there's a lot in there. Plus, plus the whole open world, which I've I've mostly been going point to point. I haven't gone exploring, but I think there is a lot to explore. In the sense that the open world yeah i mean there's a the lot of space to fly around a lot of cool landscape i don't i don't know how much of it is unique and how much of it is just like another merlin trial another wolf den whatever like i don't know how much of it is like really cool and unique but i'm sure there are at least some really cool and unique things in there yeah having the broom is important yeah the, the broom is funny actually because like when you start the game and you hear that quidditch has been cancelled and i was like oh okay so this is just their excuse for why we can't fly around but then you can fly yes. around actually and you know the way they're drip feeding stuff it wouldn't surprise me if quidditch is uncancelled at some point i just haven't got there yet i think it's cancelled <laughs> okay okay well we can google it and find out yeah but saying all this i feel like it's just it all feels like really serviceable, but it's not, it does miss, you know, it's missing something that stops it from being a great game. Yeah. I mean, okay. I agree. There's a reason it's an 84 and not a 95, you know. 90 plus even. 90 plus. Yeah. Well, to me, the game feels like it was released to a schedule, not released when it was done. You know, like this is, this is what Tears of the Kingdom would have been like if it had been released a year earlier kind of thing but you know jokes on tears of the kingdom because this game outsold it it's all good but it's not incredible yeah it, and you can also feel the absence of things that that were cut due to time constraints so you know like my entire comment about it feels like there should be some kind of morality system or like judgment for using unforgivable curses but just no one comments on it or i think that there was an entire Ravenclaw quest line that must have been cut, but they also must have known that Ravenclaw would be the least popular house. And so they just didn't bother. They were just like, ah, who's going to play Ravenclaw anyway? The people who play Ravenclaw will understand why we cut it. So it will be fine. Do you, do you think that that's what's affected the stats though? Yeah, because Ravenclaw has got the least content. I mean, well, not the least content. I mean, it's got the same amount of content in a way, but... Yeah, because there are like companion characters for the other houses, right? There's Sebastian for Slytherin, who is the most fleshed out. There's Natsai for Gryffindor. There's Poppy for Hufflepuff. And there's Amit for Ravenclaw. But he just actually has like a couple of main quests and doesn't have a distinct side quest line of his own. Yeah, I'm not feeling Amit. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. He He feels like he... Well, not necessarily an afterthought, but it feels like he had content cut like it feels like he should have had a whole quest line like sebastian natsai and poppy but he doesn't and yeah none of your choices matter apart from the house but none of your later choices matter it feels like they should do but actually they all is not even later on wind up at the same point they all immediately wind up at the same point whichever conversation option you pick there's very slightly different dialogue and then the same thing happens. But do you think that matters? I don't think that matters. Yeah, maybe it doesn't matter. That's the thing. 
maybe it doesn't matter because like if they were to really make it matter the game would like explode in complexity i mean i I, actually i'm saying this i think you can choose to not learn the unforgivable curses like you can just you can just choose to not learn crucio and imperio and avada kedavra but you being a goody two-shoes i don't know isn't that like playing um dishonored in a stealth only fashion yeah, but you see, if you play Dishonored in a high or low chaos fashion, the game does react to that. Okay, you don't think the game reacts to it? Who I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, there's not even like an achievement for it, you know, which is like the barest minimum. In Dishonored, well, in Dishonored, the game does change. Because if you, if you play in a very murdery way, then you're playing a, a high chaos playthrough and like the guards are different and like the... The actual mechanic, you know, the game mechanically reacts in some way. And if you play in a super, super stealthy playthrough and you're like, you're never seen, well, you get an achievement for that. But in this, there's literally no difference. You can go around crucioing everyone. You could choose not to learn crucio. All you're doing is denying yourself the joy of crucioing someone. It's not, it's not really that fun, but it is kind of fun. Yeah, I can see from your face it was fun. I mean, it's not. It's actually. It's actually very ineffective. It doesn't even do that much damage. But it is quite fun to be like Crucio. You got to mean it. You know, you got to mean it. Should have been a Slytherin. Should have been a Hufflepuff. <laughs> see, no one wants to be Ravenclaw. They do have like a sick robe, though. My last comment was. I don't know how they could have made it any better. I think it, this it says more about me than the game. It's I I ticked all the boxes and I still I can't make it any better. I mean I I think it's like the what was it Pareto principle like 80/20 rule kind of thing. I feel like this game they did the 80% and they knew it would have been like 80% effort again to get that next 20% and again and again and again right and they were just like no this is good enough but there are things that aren't super polished right like if you if you look at the animations in tears of the kingdom versus this the animations in this are kind of wooden you know like they do all the required things like the characters move their heads and their eyes track and whatever like you know everything's there but it's it's just missing some essential character to it you know if you look at if you look at the animations of your character here versus like Link in Tears of the Kingdom, like Link is so much more expressive. I just noticed how bad the performance is on Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> it's good enough. And then the other funny thing is like, you know, everyone's wearing flowing robes, but the, the robe physics is just like really weird. Like, you, you know, when you turn away, it obviously like pauses the physics simulation. And when you turn back, everyone's robes flap around, you know, you, you can make everyone's robes like, you know, flap up and down by just looking at them and looking away and looking at them and looking away. It's, it's just like little things like that. It's, it's breaking my immersion. I think that's what makes, you know, that's what makes it like a true designer. Cause I don't think that matters, but maybe it does. I mean, I, I think things like that are just, polish they don't deeply affect the game i i think stuff like 
people reacting to you using unforgivable curses, people reacting to you going to their house and eating their food and looting their chests, people reacting to you going and depopulating the countryside and selling all the animals for parts. They are like major systems and they would significantly change the character and feel of the game if they were implemented. And you know, the thing is like, maybe it's actually better that they're not implemented. You can just imagine if it matters to you, you can self-censor, you know, because it would be very hard to really flesh those out. Maybe it was the right choice not to do it because that's not like another year of polish. That's like years of combinatorial explosion of complexity. The only thing I think that could have been done better is a journal. The quest journal, I don't think is very good, but that's it. I found it quite unintuitive to use at times, like the way it's organized. But I, I liked, I actually liked the, it's like diegetic, is that the right term? I don't know. When you, when you push the, I was playing it on PC, when you push the V key to display like the quest marker and like you open the book and then like this phantom like book like flies out and leaves this golden wispy trail for you to follow. Like that was cool, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And also kind of important because Hogwarts Castle is very big and confusing at first. It, it takes a while for you to like internalize the layout. I feel like my my next point doesn't have any hold any weight because you're playing on PC. I was going to say is it a cheat if you're if you have a cursor in your UI? I mean that's how it should be. <laughs> Thank you. I I will admit, I actually thought about should I play on a controller because the spell casting is a little bit clunky because I've got I've got to hit the numbers like one to four to cast the spells and it's a little bit awkward versus if I had them on, you know, the face buttons. So yeah, pros and cons. I, I also kept using up consumables by accident because I, I would just instinctively hit tab to bring up like the menu, but tab uses whatever you've got as your like consumable. So I would just be forever like throwing a cabbage on the floor and then be like, oh, damn it. Can you not uh, reassign the key? <laughs> I, mean, I could reassign the key, but <laughs> yeah, I should have just reassigned the key. <laughs> what can I say? But then I would never use the cabbage because like... <laughs> Which key is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Final thoughts? It was pretty good. I mean, I guess I'm glad I played it. Is that really true? I don't know. I suppose it was important to play it as the best-selling game of 2023. JK Rowling's got enough money. I probably shouldn't have supported her, but... Celevi. Oh, you finally let your position show. Well anything from you no perfect license game perfect license game probably probably the best harry potter game so far despite there being no harry potter in it they're gonna make i think they're going to make a tv series right really yes they are and they will make more games. They're going to have to do a massive super tie-in. Bring it all to life. I mean, it totally makes sense, but 
Imagine it being annualized. It's just so awkward, though. I mean, like, it's, it's just, oh, man, it's just like culture wars, right? I mean, I just, I know you should be able to separate the artist from the art and everything. And it's like, J.K. Rowling's actually got nothing to do with this anymore as well, basically. But it is super awkward. It's like if we all loved Star Wars, but like, you know, George Lucas was a terrible racist, you know? I mean, it, it would be kind of awkward, right? Uh, it would be, yeah. It's very interesting. Oh, we can't go down here. I've tried. I've spent the whole, spent the last two hours avoiding it. So I'm not. I'm not going to start now. Yeah, let's not go there. Let's see what happens. If the TV series becomes the most popular TV series of 2020, whatever it is, when it comes out, then then we can talk about it. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on your podcasting platform. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter, X. At Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Reddit, r slash Lost Levels Club. So, Michael, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful that I'm now on holiday for two weeks. Woo! And I am now an uncle. I am going to go and visit my sister and see my niece. So Michael says bye. Bye bye.